Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Grand Canyon University's RN to BSN online degree program makes earning your bachelor's in nursing possible. Balance online coursework with local in-person clinicals to position yourself for potential leadership opportunities in the time you have from wherever you are, leaving room for what matters. Achieve your goals with your personalized plan and team behind you. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Visit gcu.edu. Hello, and welcome to the official Broad Wasted Podcast, where we're drunk on theater. I'm your host, Brian Plofsky, and today we're a million miles away and one jump ahead. It's a whole new world with high adventure outside these palace walls. A friend like me, nor Prince Ali, wouldn't steer you wrong, so that now you can be proud of your boy. Somebody's got your back. Joining us today are the usual diamonds in the rough, including Kevin B. Yourself Jager. <laughs> Good one, I love that. You're welcome. Kimberly, our game master and unofficial babysitter for the hour. Yes, hello. And with us today is our first individual Tony winning guest. Woo, Tony, 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 Tony. I actually wrote in Tony, 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 Tony. <laughs> Tony, 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 Tony. Tony, Tony. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> yes. Uh, he made his Broadway debut in Spelling Bee. Hopefully you saw him as Bobby in the awesome Memphis. And of course, he's the Tony-winning genie in Disney's Aladdin. Let's give a big Broadway to welcome to friend of the show. Friend of the show. James Monroe Eichelhart. Woo! Glad to be here, guys. Thank you very much. Oh, of course. Welcome. Cheers. Yes. Cheers. 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 Definitely. Got to make eye contact. Yeah. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. Sorry, I didn't know. This cup is a square, so it's a little... This is a little tough right now. <laughs> um, but you can follow him, his full name, or James M. Eigelhart, on Twitter and Instagram. Yes. Um, and let's just start with, uh, what are you drinking? What are you drinking? What are you drinking? It's actually minor today, though. Oh, that's true. <laughs> what are you drinking? What are you drinking? So today we're doing a little bit differently. I have Gatorade. <laughs> I'm getting my electrolytes back. <laughs> It was a three-day weekend. Brian went a little ham. <laughs> um, I discovered Stranger Things last night. I'm always, like, the last person to get on every boat. Okay. So I watched, like, six or seven episodes and drank wine the whole time. Nice. So I'm drinking just regular Coke just to get myself back awake so I can watch the rest of Stranger Things. No spoiler alerts. Oh, that's funny. Kimberly? I have gin- diet ginger ale because I'm getting married in two months. <laughs> 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 but... At my bridal shower yesterday, I got a gift that I'm <laughs> making a podcast gift. I got a barrel, like an oak barrel, to age cocktails in. Whoa. And so I'm going to start making barrel-aged, like, Manhattans and Negronis. And For us? Yeah, yes. it'll be at my house. Oh, this it's, is it's great. Like, it's a little barrel that has That's a tap amazing. on it. Yeah. And it says, Kimberly and Jay's, like, Schmidt <laughs> Distillery. That's pretty it's cool. Really you scratch cool. it off and say, Broadway's We'll just put a sticker over it. No, no, it is an adorable wedding gift. Oh, that's <laughs> that I'm using now. Um, I, if anybody's seen the show, they know how ridiculous I act. So I don't need any um, outside substances <laughs> to help me. I'm afraid of what might happen. So I'm drinking water. I know that's really boring. No, it's okay. But I'm always, I'm always afraid that you know it's going to be like, oh, Tony Award-winning genie, two hundred ninety-five pounds, falls on small white person outside <laughs> while being drunk after a show. I'm always like, oh, we love you, genie. I love you too. Bam. Beloved Disney character. Beloved Disney character squashes a small white person at the end. 
but I did I did bring my little um, my little bottle of Balvini just as kind of like to have here. Yeah, so you it's just a very cute Yeah, it's actually it's a super. I won it at a Scotch tasting. So it's actually a like uh, it's a like aged, a legit Scotch flask. The, yeah, wow. yeah, it's a legit Scotch flask. And the cool thing about it is that um, Balvini doesn't produce this and they don't make it anymore. Yeah. So it's it's um, See, it looks like, like one huh. drop though. I mean, I, I mean, like, I feel like right? it, like it should say "Drink me on it." Yeah, actually, yes, yes, actually, yes. Is, um, Ariel's uh, voice uh, is in here, right? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, it looks like it's from Narnia. Yeah, yes. right? It's like really hot in here, right? It is quite warm. It's because yeah. I'm here. Oh, yeah. <laughs> he brings the heat. Yeah. I don't know if you guys have seen my picture. I'm gorgeous. He I just get more gorgeous the soberer you get. <laughs> I, I, I'm like that guy who goes backwards. Like, you know, you get to see the ugly girl and she gets cuter and cuter the more yeah, you drink. Yeah, yeah. I'm the opposite. The more you get sober, <laughs> the more gorgeous I become. <laughs> I, feel like, I feel like that's what you want. You would hope. Yeah. yeah. That's why I'm married. God knew exactly what he was doing. He's like, he's so gorgeous, he must be taken. <laughs> It'd be a danger. It's a danger to all of Broadway if he was single. <laughs> <laughs> Nothing is cuter than a baritone with no abs. <laughs> I'll say that's, that's pretty hot. Kevin, <laughs> sign me up. Um, I guess let's... Um, Let's start with um, what have you seen this week? What have you seen this what week? What have you seen this week? What have you seen this week? Because I didn't see anything. Did you see something, Kevin? Um, wait, what did Holiday I? Holiday Inn. I watched Holiday Inn. Oh, I got, yeah. I got to watch Holiday Inn. Uh, Broadway HD did a live showing of Holiday Inn. And I had so much fun. Like, it literally harkened me back to, like, watching, like, White Christmas and, like, all those kind of classical movies where, like, the hijinks happen and how are they going to get out of it? And then they just do by singing. Um, it, it was really wonderful. The performances were great. Uh, I really loved uh, Corbin Blue brought up some like serious tap skills. Seriously, um, and it was just like I really wanted to see it because Holiday Inn is one of my favorite movies, mm-hmm. and yes. I just because of our schedule, I wasn't able to to check it out. Yeah. So I'm hoping that I can watch it on Broadway HD because I have it. I, yeah, I love it, I love yeah. Broadway HD. By it's the way, it's wonderful. It's so awesome. I'm really hoping. I know it's streamed. I'm hoping that they keep it on like at least for like a month. I think so I they said they were going to. I'm pretty sure that it was in part of the thing that they talked about that yeah. it would be on for. Yeah, they okay. tweeted about she it. Loves me, Dick. Yeah, right. yeah. Right. She loves me is now available on yeah, it. it. Yeah, I saw that too, and that was good. It was really I, good. I love Zachary Levi. It was Levi's. so he's fun. A, he's a, as I said on my Twitter, he's a nice associate of mine. <laughs> We're not best friends, but we know each other. He knows my name. That's <laughs> really cool. Chuck knows your name. That's good yes, enough for me. Right, that's really. <laughs> um, but yeah, all the performances were great. It was super fun. I live tweeted the whole thing. Um, it was fun live tweeting to see like. The other people who were watching it too, and um, it was just really fun. It was a great, great show. Nice, yeah. James. Have you seen anything lately? Uh, you know, it's been really hard to to see uh, live theater lately. So because of my because of my schedule. So yeah. I, unfortunately, I mean, I got to see one. Of, I mean, I'm a part of SAG, so I got to see one of my SAG films. Oh, but I got to see. I got to see Arrival. Oh, so yeah, good. I got to see Arrival. I, what What excited me about Arrival even more than the mm-hmm. movie itself is that with you know what's to come potentially always during um divisive times sci-fi movies step forward and have a a different voice to them like in the 50s there was a different type of sci-fi movie in the 60s and i'm really Mm -hmm. excited to see what sci-fi movies come from everybody's um uh you know being on the opposite ends of the spectrum and that's what i'm super excited i'm looking forward to because i'm a huge my wife and i are huge twilight zone fans What's your favorite Twilight Zone episode? Okay, I have I have two. I have Great. two very important. <laughs> we f- finish your thought okay. first, and then but we'll go we, into we, that. But, but it's always funny because uh, Twilight Zone 
predicted pretty much everything that's happening now. Yeah. And it's kind of fun yeah. to, to, to watch. Like, everything that Rod said, not, you know, not in, like, oh, my God, pick people are coming. But um, the <laughs> fact that uh, everything that the humankind will do with new technology, what, what they were, they're always going to find mm-hmm. a way to... Go, wow, this is here to help the world. Now let's find a way to jack it up. My favorite two uh, Twilight Zones are um, Mr. Wordsworth. It's the librarian. It's, oh, the, one yeah. with, it's the one with Burgess Meredith. Oh, I yeah. love that because it's, it's basically taking a person, uh, a group of people, the order. Um, is it? It's the order? No, it's, the, 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 it's, it's, it's like that. called the obsolete man. The obsolete man. Yes, and I love you. I did not look that up. I, I love you. That. That. <laughs> the obsolete man because he goes everything is obsolete. I love that because I love the fact that he says I'm a librarian. And he goes, mm-hmm. we don't need librarians. Words, Mister Words, Words. Mm-hmm. All the, great acting, and also the fact that this group of people. Uh, from uh, they, they took everything from the Nazis or from racism, or whatever, and still try to make a, um, a, a, a pure type of race, and it still didn't work because there's always someone who's going to stand up. My other favorite one—that's such a good—I got goosebumps. I love that episode. That's one of my favorite. My other favorite one is uh, Little Girl Lost. Which one's that? Little Girl Lost is where this this couple is sleeping, and they hear their daughter and. Uh, she's like she's had a nightmare, and then they go into the room and they can't find her because she's gone into the fourth dimension. Yes. Oh, no. What I love about this episode isn't the fact that she's gone into the fourth dimension. I love a one problematic little plot point. Yes. They walk into the room. They can't find their daughter. They look under the bed. They look over the bed. They look at all the rooms. Can't find her. And the, the wife, of course, is overacting because it's the 60s. Like, what are we going to do, Johnny? What are we going to do? And he goes, don't worry, don't worry. I've called Bob. He's a physicist. Your daughter is gone. And you, the first person you thought to call was a physicist. <laughs> not the police. Not the... Not a private investigator. Not even the fire department. You call Bob the physicist. That's amazing. And then what's great is... Cheers to Bob the physicist. Thank you. <laughs> he really knows how to market himself. Seriously, and yeah. what's really great about it is... After the episode, after they find the young girl, Rod Serling says, After they found the young lady, over ten physicists came to check out the room. You still didn't call the police? <laughs> Your child disappeared through a wall. And you still didn't call it. We should probably register that this house has a problem. Yeah. That if you that if you play volleyball in this portion, or if you play pool, if you play ping pong in this version of the house, you might not just use the ball. You might lose your life. But no, no, no. We call Bob the physicist. My wife and I want to make a shirt that just goes, stop, everything's fine. I called the physicist. <laughs> I lost my keys. Don't worry about things. But a fit- who knows a physicist? Who knows ten physicists? Any physicist? <laughs> hey man, you yeah, listen, bro. I lost my my keys. Just get over here. You're a physicist, right? Let's do this. I <laughs> really <laughs> can't find them. Every year, every year, we watch it. New Year's Eve? On, on, on sci-fi. Yeah. New Year's Eve. Oh, and also 4th of July. They do 4th of July as well? Yes, 4th of July. Uh, my wow. favorite, I always look for the night caller. Oh. So the night call, the night caller is about this old woman mm-hmm. who was paralyzed in a car accident in which her fiance was killed. Yes. And she starts getting phone calls uh, on their like anniversary of the accident, and she's all old and crotchety, and like it's just like this, oh Mary or whatever. And she's like, stop, stop calling. I don't know who this is. Stop calling. And then, and then if she finds that she figures out one way or the other that it's her fiance calling from the dead. 
and she's like because she goes to visit the grave and she sees that the telephone wire was down and it's in in the grave and at the end he calls back and and he's like ah oh, you told me never to call I'll ne- I won't call but I'll leave you alone I won't call again and she like l- yeah. loses it and it's my favorite oh, now you don't wow. have to watch it because I told you all about thanks it. Um, that's spooky yeah that's I creepy. love it so like, I, I've literally watched almost every episode there is especially because Hulu has all of them yeah, yeah. have you watched Black Mirror. No, and everybody keeps telling me I need to watch it yeah. because they yeah. say if you like Twilight Zone, you should watch it. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's very similar, especially the like technology affecting everything. Yeah, I have. I, so we have a look. moment We have a moment in the show uh, where we do high adventure. And, mm-hmm. you know, uh, what you don't see is Aladdin and I getting ready to go into our next scene. And all the guys are on stage, you know, the three, his three best friends are fighting mm-hmm. with the, uh, with the guards. Mm-hmm. And one of our guards came by one day and said, my mind is just messed up, man. I watched Black Mirror. I just don't know whether I should throw my computer away, my phone away, out <laughs> anything. And he runs on stage and goes to sing. And, we, and I look at Adam and I was like, do you watch Black Mirror? He said, no. I said, no, but I think we should. <laughs> if you can freak out a dude that badly that he has to talk about it in the middle of it, like, he's in mid sentence He's like, hi, hi. I got to put away my phone, man. Like, hey, <laughs> like, okay, this is a show we need to watch. I mean, you check this dude's whole day up. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Aladdin, uh, Black Mirror has made the entire Aladdin cast paranoid. <laughs> yeah. like, there's a couple of people watching, like, James, have you watched it yet? I'm like, that look on your face says maybe I should wait till the show is over. <laughs> Why are you watching this during the show? That's oh, amazing. Um, yeah, it's, I watched the first two episodes and then I was like, I don't know that I can watch this. Yeah, they're really great. Okay. Um, I saw a great comet of 1812. Nice. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, do tell, Brian. Do tell. Sure. On so, stage, off stage, where were you sitting? So I was sitting in the mezzanine. Okay. Um, which actually, I w- depending on what you like, I would actually very much suggest not sitting in the orchestra and not sitting on stage. Because you're not a participator. I keep hearing that. Um, say that again? I keep hearing that. Because it's not even about the participation. Like, I wouldn't have minded at all if, I part- if they asked me to participate. And it's minimal participation. Um, I would have had an issue myself, like, turning my head back and forth to watch everything. Because they're all moving around you. Mm. And the cast is fantastic. Especially the ensemble. The ensemble, the energy that they have to put out there every single night. Because they are they come out at first and they're like, hey, look in your playbill because there's a family tree and you're going to need to know the family tree. And then they hand out dumplings. And then they like, st- oh, it's awesome. They like really create this well, like Russian atmosphere. Um, right? <laughs> well, if there's food. Yeah. Um, so that was super cool. Um, uh, I saw everybody. Nobody was out. So Groban and Danae, Danae Benton. Is of unreal. What a voice! What a voice on her, and they really kept you engaged the whole time. The staging was incredible, and it never got to the point of kitsch. It never felt like it was just something fun. It really felt like it was. It was very important to what was happening on stage. Um, That was so cool. Um, It was this weird mix of, you know. Eighteen hundreds Russia and contemporary songs and this like a little bit rock, a little bit of everything. Some of the individual songs were great. Groban has this awesome number in Act One. It's I forget if anthem. Is yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, uh, she has a great number. You raised me up. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's really, it's really, really good. Um, the only thing I would say is that. It, because it's an excerpt of Warren, of, um, Warren, Warren Peace, 
it definitely feels like it's been stretched out in places. Um, the most, the, so the the most fun are some of the numbers that have are just like everyone dancing, having a great time, which is so so fun. But they you like there's no plot point. It's like look at this fun character gonna dance for five minutes, bum 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 bum, and it's I mean I smile on my face all the time. Gonna like, dance for five minutes, and it was awesome. Um, there needs to be a musical where you just do crap there like really that. It really does, where you just admit that that's what you're doing. <laughs> like, this, like, the whole show stops. One character comes on and goes, Hi, I have nothing to do with this. Gonna dance for five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> and you're like, that dude was awesome. Yeah. And best the supporting best actor. actor award goes to. Yeah. 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 The producers asked for a tap number. Yeah. So here we here go. Here it is. <laughs> It's like when you watch uh, Best Little Whorehouse in Texas and there's that like waitress woman who has like three lines in the whole yes. show. Yeah. And then all of a sudden she has like this heartbreaking ballad and you're like, why is she saying this? There, there, are, are, there are moments <laughs> in, in musicals that are so fun where you have that, where you have that character who oh, like, absolutely. you're not needed, but why you, you sing your face off in the audition so they wrote something for you. It's <laughs> yeah, it's um It's... Um, Steam Heat and um, oh, what's the oh other one? God, yes. Uh, the oh. Mambo, who loves the pain when they do the Mambo, who loves the pain then they go. I like Hernando's Hideaway. Those are just Fosse numbers okay. that are open act to because they're awesome. <laughs> okay, so I I did a version of uh, oh god the Mambo. What, what, uh, why why can't I think of the name Damn of the Yankees? show? Damn Yankees. I did a version. Is that of, yeah yeah? Because Steam Heat is in uh, uh, pajama game. Right. right. So we're doing Damn Yankees and. There are moments where I always laugh at certain costume designers because you want to, you know, we're in a regional theater now. Yeah. And you want to look at them and go, I want you to look at your entire cast before you put a stretchy shirt on everybody. Mm-hmm. Because some of us don't look good <laughs> in a stretchy shirt with, you know, Desi Arnaz ruffles. <laughs> <laughs> Just, Probably low cut with some laces. And it's like, it's like all of these dancer boys, mm. you know, skinny washboard. I go to the gym because I want the other guys to see how good I look. And then me and my homeboy, we're like, what is this? <laughs> 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 and every time I think of that song, I'm like, stupid ass shirt. <laughs> So on that note, yeah, go see, go see, go see. It was awesome. I was like, go see Dan Yankee. Right. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had no idea that it, I literally. This is how I, I didn't want to know anything about the show before I saw it. I didn't know. I didn't know it was about a part of War and Peace. It is a. It's, yeah. a, it's, a, it's a chapter. Yeah. Yes. Wow. And they really they make it work. It's the the it's. I've never seen anything like it on Broadway. The way they destroyed the Imperial and rebuilt it. It really feels like you're somewhere special. They really create an environment. The lighting is awesome. The the energy in there is incredible. I mean, it, it's I keep, something I keep else. hearing that the set is just so magnificent. It's magnificent. And I'm really hoping, not to segue, but I'm really hoping that because it goes out into the audience and does something like that, I'm hoping that another show that's coming out does something very similar. I am a huge fan of the book and both films of Charlie and the Chocolate Factory. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And when you have something like that, I am hoping that you immerse the entire theater in Willy Wonka's factory. Well, have you yeah. walked past the theater? No. The, the the whole facade is chocolate pipes, of like oh, pipes awesome. of chocolate okay. going through. That's, that's what it, awesome. it needs. So, it needs to be that. Yeah. yeah. It, it needs and to it's be like a little shinier maybe than Comet because it's you're going into sort of a fantasy world yeah. in Charlie. But... I mean, I think those we'll was like, you gotta thing. capture that wonder. <laughs> yeah, like because kids I mean, and adults stuff like that. Because if you've experience. read the, I mean, it's interesting when, if you read the book of everything that happens in the Wonder oh, yeah. Factory, yeah. and then you see the two films, and then to see it live, 
you know, when I, the, I hate to say it, but when I first heard about how amazing the set was uh, for, for Comet, for Comet yeah. I was like, okay, we've now upped the game. We have now mm-hmm. upped the game yeah. for any other show that wants to do something that's such a mind-blowing story or mm-hmm. a bigger-than-life story. Mm-hmm. Now the sets have got to be... Yeah. And I know. think you even see that on the TV, on the live ones. Because Agreed. NBC was doing the thing, and then Fox came along and, like, totally changed the game with that Grease set. Baby, and let then, me tell you that. Um, I can honestly say, name-dropping, no Tommy Kale very well. Um, we, I, I, t- I texted that night. I was like, I hate you. I was like, <laughs> that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, because you gave... Don't get me wrong, we were used to just watching, when I was a kid, we watched the video of Bernadette Peters just doing Into the Woods, and we were like, oh, right, we were like, oh my God, the floor moves, Yeah, she's skipping the grandma's house, but the floor is moving, and then we saw, you know, then you see, then you saw, you know, Sound of Music, and then you saw, um, Peter Pan, and you yeah. saw the Wiz, you're like, oh my god, the Wiz, there's fireworks, and shooting everything, and then Tommy came around, and you were like, yeah, we got multiple sets, we're gonna be driving people in the golf carts. That was place. insane. I was like, this is nuts. The dance in the gym sequence that they filmed is one of the most impressive things I've ever seen. Yeah, that was really incredible. But even just the Grease is the word intro. Yes! Where they go through all the stuff and they're like, hey, this is what we're going to do. Get ready. Oh, I that was, was like, awesome. Stop it. It's going to be so That one was boring, too. Yes. Yeah. 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 And Jesse K was like, I'm singing. It was great. Jesse <laughs> owned it. Yeah, because it's one of those moments where you have to look at the situation and go, this, you have to grab them immediately. You have mm-hmm. to, especially with everything that we have as far as entertainment now, musical theater has to grab people immediately. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if they don't, people will just, you know, tune out. Because now we have so many movie films or, yeah. you know, you taking... the channel, yeah. especially with a live yeah. show. So you and, like, be, and also with, sorry to bring it up, but like, also with Hamilton... If someone can't get a ticket to Hamilton, you have to offer them something that's going to be an extraordinary experience to, for them to not wait for the ticket and see something right then and there. Which is why Aladdin is such a wonderful show. <laughs> I don't know if you guys know this, but there's a guy in it who wears a lot of sparkles and won a Tony. He's fabulous. It's just, it's, a, it's a magic to watch him. <laughs> the, things, the things that he does. I hate to use the word magic, but he's so magical. <laughs> You, you actually still have a little bit of glitter on. It you. never goes away. It never goes away. <laughs> so you've had, you've been you've been perpetually glittered for two years now. I've been perpetually glittered for almost six years. You've been with the show for six years. I did, we started the pilot production in 2011. Oh, in I didn't realize you were with it that long. Yeah. And also, uh, oh, right after you left Memphis. No, I I took a leave of absence from Memphis. I took a three month leave of absence from Memphis. Oh. Went to do Aladdin, came back, finished out Memphis, and then, okay, I won't say, I'll say five years, because I took a year off, then went back home, and got myself ready for Aladdin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, you know, we, we picked back up. Glitter training. Glitter training, yes. yes. <laughs> so, like, Avenue Q sends you to Puppet Camp, Disney sends you to, to Glitter, Glitter Camp. camp. <laughs> yes. And uh, it was, it, you know, so, it takes me a full seven days of not being, like, a vacation being in the show. Uh, for it, the glitter to go away. So I always and then you're right back in. Yeah, and then I'm right back in. So I'm like, I have the last day of the vacation. I'm like, I have no glitter on me at all. And then it's like, oh, I have to go back tomorrow. <laughs> okay. 
You were in the recording of Memphis, though, right? Oh, yes. That's I saw right. Memphis twice. I love that show. Thank you. I'm in the recording, and I'm in the film. The, 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 the movie. The, yeah. Not the, uh-huh. the movie. The one they recorded for PBS. Yeah, 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 yeah. I have yeah, it on DVD. All right. So she, do I, girl. She actually brings it up My a lot as, as Memphis being one of the most fun she's had on the Broadway it show. It was also the most surprising thing, because it was something I won the lottery for when I was in college, and I was like, well, that's a $30 ticket. Let me go see this. Memphis and was, I was like, this is so no, Montego Glover. Montego Glover. Oh, my goodness. Yes. It's funny. Memphis was a surprise because we really weren't supposed to be there. Uh, we came in um, when we got the... We, we had, everybody had been working really, really hard on the show for many, many years. I started with the show in 2004. Mm-hmm. We didn't get to Broadway to 2009. Oh, wow. So we were working on the show for a long time. The original cast of Chad Kimball, uh, Jay Bernard Calloway, Derek Baskin, Montego Glover, myself, and Kevin Colbert, we were with the show from the beginning. And um, that noise that you hear is the bomb that's about to go off. <laughs> yeah. And basically, ladies and gentlemen, if you don't see every Broadway show... Because it's yeah, already hot. What's happening up here? You know, like the heat is turning on up here, but... The heat is on in this room. <laughs> <laughs> the heat is on in this room. Go see Miss Saigon. It's going to come out very soon. Yeah. Um, With friend of the show, Antoine L. Smith. Yeah, yes. they announced it. Antoine. No, so Memphis was, you know, it was going to take, it, it, it was a long shot at working. I mean, we had a brand new uh, writing team. We had no oh. stars. And we were at the Schubert Theater. And we had a show that wasn't based on a movie. So we were up against what was supposed to be the juggernaut Spider-Man was coming in. Mm. We were also coming in against the Adams Family. We were also coming oh, in. Wow. Green Day was there, and also yeah, were. we were up against another. Uh, we were also up, up against another show that no one knew what it was, but people knew the name was Fela Kuti. So it was Fela. Uh-huh. So you had Fela. Oh, and million and million uh, million dollar quartet. Oh, I so saw had, all of those. So that was saw, good. So in saw, right, so got, <laughs> all these all these shows, you know. Are, are you know are coming out and literally I mean people were like looking at Memphis like you know what you have a nice cute little show thank you for coming mm, yeah. but once the big guys get here you probably won't last that long yeah and then a couple of things happened uh, Spider Man didn't get up in time mm-hmm. Adam's family didn't do as well as they thought it was going to mm-hmm. do yeah once the summer was over Green Day uh, I mean uh, it, uh, American Idiot didn't do very well because all oh, the kids were gone yeah you know and I, I, w- I was in the theater when I saw the old lady next to me going I like that literally she put her fingers in her ear because it was too loud yeah. I, I don't know what she thought she was going to go to the <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, so it was like all these different shows that Memphis kind of came up because when they, they reviewed us and they were like it's good it's okay I mean there's some fun performances but, I mean, haven't we rehashed this? I mean, the whole racial thing, this and that, blah, blah, blah. Then all the other shows came out. Toy nominations came out. And they reviewed us again. And oh, we had, really? And, and, and we had already won um, the uh, the concierge award. So all the hotels were telling people to come see Memphis. Whoa. So it wasn't really... I shouldn't say it was a review. It was like when they reviewed all the shows for the Tonys... What they said about us was completely oh, different. different. They were like, oh. what a wonderful show and such an uplifting making you. I was like, oh, you see the yeah, now, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh, see yeah. That's so interesting because, wow. well, Eloise said something um, that people are going to see Cats because it's really, the, people love it, but it's only it's only the only real dance show on Broadway right now. So, like, yeah, it's when, true. When yeah. you want to see a dance show, like, you look at the roster and, and boom, you're getting your tickets to Cats. Yeah. You know, so Memphis was like, oh, do I want a feel-good musical or do I want, like, these five entities I've already yeah. heard of. Yeah. And, and Memphis had everything Memphis. from a good story, good music, yeah. good performers, as well as 
some wonderful dancing. Sergio uh, Trujillo oh, the put all people so through fun. craziness. So, yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, just the first underground song. Every time I watch the choreography, I'm like, ha, we're going to die. Yeah, you guys won. Yeah, we won. Yeah. yeah. We won. And here's the thing. From coming back from, you know, when we opened to, and when we, we opened in like, I think we opened in October. Yeah, so I we had to in the wait. Fall. We had to wait until they get, you know, get to June. Yeah. The fact that we won the first award of the night, we won um, a best music, best music. Then we won best score right after that. Wow! And then we came at the end, and, and then won, you waited the whole, the whole, whole yeah, night, yeah. and then won uh, best musical. Wow. So we got we got best book, best we got best book, best score, best. Uh, I forgot we did. We got one other, and I forgot what it is. Best orchestrations. We got those things back to back, and then we had to wait. And for your the rest two of the leads are nominated. For yes, sure, Chad, right? Chad Kimball as well as Montego Glover. So did you guys see Memphis? No, I mean I, I oh, watched yeah. I watched the PDS broadcast. Oh, I, think I it's on Netflix. I, I didn't see live. I think it's I saw off it. Netflix, but it's uh, <laughs> or it's at my house. Yeah, <laughs> come on. No, it's, it's on it's on, uh, it's on DVD and it's also uh, on uh, Broadway HD. Yeah, and I think it's on Hulu as well. So like, cool. So go see Comet. Um, no. <laughs> <laughs> yes, go see Comet. It's wonderful. Actually, um, right. let's play a game and then yeah. we'll ask some questions. Sure, sounds good. Yeah. This game requires some participation. Ooh, Yay! Participation. So we play plot points. Plot, plot points. points. So this is a game we've played before. That's good. That's good. Basically, <laughs> what I need from you before I explain the game okay. is for you each to give me two of your favorite Disney songs. Just around the river bend. Um. And I, I know my two favorites, but I'm trying to think of like something like right, right. You know, you like honesty. Um. My go-to karaoke song is always a whole new world. So I got, I got. I love you for that. I love you for that. <laughs> That's how you get girls. You're just like, hey, hey you, <laughs> you want to sing a whole new world with me? Why should <laughs> I worry? <laughs> Oh, from Oliver. Oliver. Yeah, Oliver. Watch that's, it up, that's, that's Billy Joel, baby. Yes. That's great. The only so dog I was going to say perfect isn't easy from... The only dog walking around with sunglasses. Um, I'm going to... I know. Yeah. I'm going to go with... Um, they don't have ears that cut loud. <laughs> <laughs> and they fit... And unfortunately, yep. the way his fit, they fit under... So his ears go this way, they fit this way. You're like, how do they fit under your head? <laughs> He's uh, just that cool, guys. Right. <laughs> uh, I'm going to go with um, Eye to Eye. Yeah. Oh, oh. I'm goofy, I'm a goofy movie. Goofy movie. <laughs> oh yes, Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell. Tevin Campbell, a guest star on Family Matters for yes. an episode. Oh my God, yes. What? Really? Yes. yes. Okay. Uh, me too. Yes. Okay. It will be uh, my number one. When you wish upon a star. Oh, good one. Good one. Um, I sing that in my show. Uh, my cabaret show, which is going to be in JPEC on January 28th, and also be in California Walnut Creek February 3rd. And I guess my other one would be. I'm trying to think of. The one I, I bother my my wife with the most <laughs> is no, I won't do that. I'll just say I'll, I'll, <laughs> I really like uh, Bare Necessities. Oh, good one! Did you like the new Jungle Book movie? I did. I really enjoyed. Me it. Me too. I really, really enjoyed it. All right, plot points. I have one pile of Disney movies, and I have one pile of your favorite Disney songs. You will pick a piece of paper from each pile, describe the Disney movie to the tune of the song that you've drawn. Got it. Okay. And we all have to guess. Got it. Sound good? Anyone want to go first? I'll go first. Okay. Wow, that'll be fun. (laughs) (laughs) These are two sisters. One has powers, the other doesn't. Their parent was cute. It's it's frozen to a whole new world. (laughs) (laughs) That's so good. That's so good. Brian, you go. Okay. He shunned an old maid. 
She made him uh uh ugly. Then she came Beauty to Beast. Yep. There you go. Watch that word. Too much. Watch that word. She's an old maid. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> That's a great YouTube. He shunned an old maid. That's a great. All <laughs> oh, the Disney. They do a Disney soundtrack of that. <laughs> we gonna take the new songs and just do different stories with it and see if you can guess. I like it. You started from the beginning. That was that was, that was that was nice. I started from the top. I was ready to go the whole thing if you can get it with the with the one with the. All right. Um, what I like most about daughters is they can grow up and kill the Hun. Um, Mulan, Mulan to, to uh, um, oh, once around the riverbank. Yeah. Yes. yes, just around the riverbank. Just around the riverbank. <laughs> what is around? <laughs> they never found out, you know. They, no, they, they just give up. She, she, they literally she gave up. She gets this yes. beautiful song, and then they're like, "Oh, we don't care anymore." Okay. He was just Zeus's kid. Well, it's Hercules. Hercules. Yeah. To, um, I, I? Yeah. Oh, yes. Bum, bum, bum. If we listen we to each other, we'll find we're never too far apart. What was the other one? Oh, uh, the other one is stand out from the goddamn if you're gonna shout out loud. Oh, I know that movie. That's my hangover movie, actually. Goofy movie is my hangover movie. I have a very strong connection to the Goofy movie. I'm one of those actors who has daddy issues. And so one day I was sick. I was uh, just home. I think it was in between shows or whatever. And uh, I was, this is many years ago. I was mm-hmm. watching, it was on Disney Channel. Yeah. My wife wasn't home. I was just sitting at home with the cat. And I'm watching the Goofy movie. And by the end, I am bawling. I mean, by the time they're, they're when they're fishing and they're talking to each other. The perfect had, cast. I was like, <laughs> oh. and I got cold dead. Look, look at us. We're like Goofy and Max. He's like, this boy's been drinking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and he knew I was drinking. He's like, something's wrong with that boy. Something's wrong with that boy. Yeah, Lester's possum part. <laughs> it's such a great thing because I'm such a big fan oh. of the of the Country Bear Jamboree. Oh, yeah. Get I just it. always want to do the spray cheese thing. That's the Leaning Tower of Cheese. Cheddar. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to that poor man? He did Biodome. It was over. I know. Oh, I, my, I think one of my first crushes was Roxanne. Re- oh, yeah. Wow, okay, this is good. Um, he was just a diamond in the rough. Wanted to Aladdin. Aladdin the to the Got it. Good one. Okay, Brian, you do the last one because I didn't write it. Sure. Get it, Brian. Bless my voice, octopus gave me a choice. Wanna oh, be a fan? Little Mermaid to Zero to Hero. Yeah. Zero to Hero was my favorite. So, here, so we have some questions for you before okay. we the next game. Cool, sounds great. Um, what's your favorite musical? Ooh, that is tough. That is really, really tough for me because it literally it, it, it fluctuates between four musicals. Lay them on, and those four musicals are not in chron- not in a numerical order, mm-hmm. but they are Sweeney Todd. Mm-hmm. Uh, Dream Girls, uh, a mu- The Music Man, mm-hmm. and Little Shop of Horrors. Yeah, those are my four. I love them. I can listen to them all the time. It's a they solid are, four. They are, they, I mean, because I mean, I don't get me wrong. I love all music. I love a lot of different musicals I listen to. But I mean, as far as like my favorites, I can listen to those all the time. And then that, then that, you know, that that asterisk one. Yeah, mm-hmm. The Wiz. You know, that asterisk one. You go mm-hmm. The Wiz. But Sweeney Todd grabbed me as a kid uh, I was t- someone told me about it when I was 17 my, my show choir musical teacher told me about it and I had never seen it so I couldn't visualize what he was talking about uh-huh. so I didn't know what meat pies were so he was explaining it to me on mm-hmm. the way to some festival and he's like he puts people in the pies and I'm like well, you, 
you cut off a brother and just put him in a bank him in the pot. That sounds terrible. How, how don't you how don't you see the person? You know, you know. Um, didn't get it. And then I saw the video, the old the old thing of um, with uh, Angela Lansbury yes, and yes. Yeah. No, I'm the crew. Uh, oh, George Hearn. Yeah. And I watched it and just was like, I love this. Every song is perfect. Mm-hmm. Every song is perfect. And I also love it because it's one of those shows. It's one of those characters, like with Cole House, that. They start doing horrible things, and you find yourself rooting for them, even though they're doing something horrible. Like, your heart doesn't follow what they're doing. You follow them trying to get revenge, and then by the end you go, oh, snap, this boy's killed people. Yeah. It's wonderful. I also I love... Cole House is interesting, but yeah, that's... Same thing. That's, same I don't thing. think of Cole House that you way. You follow Cole yeah. House, and you go, you're, you're blowing people up. You're blowing up these places, but you want him to win, but you want him to win so bad, yeah. you know. Um, and then you, Dream, Dream Girls is just a thing. I, I, I oh, want to see it in London so bad. And I, again, there's moments where I love that six degrees of separation of being in the Broadway community. Mm-hmm. Um, Casey Nicola directed Aladdin. He yep. directed that, and then my girl Marisha, who had her Broadway debut with Aladdin. Casey took her from Aladdin and took her to um, Something's Rotten. If you saw Something's Rotten, she played yeah. the part, part she calls herself Eggy White. So at the end, when oh, the eggs totally, start singing, yeah. and I'm telling you, yeah. uh, yeah. Marisha went to London because Amber got sick. Yeah. Yeah. And Marisha's now playing the role while Amber is getting better. Oh. And Marisha Wallace is a powerhouse singer, and I'm glad she's finally getting her due. But when I saw Dreamgirls, my... Um, Mahershala Alahasbaz Ali, who is been Ooh. Ali, exactly, Ooh. his dad was in the original cast of Dreamgirls. So his dad was on Broadway, and my dad was in films. And Mahershala and I grew up together. So you see the juxtaposition of now he is That's Golden Globe so nominee, and I go am see Moonlight, Moonlight and go see Hidden Figures because yes. he is spectacular in both of them playing. Yes. Entirely different roles, and then if you want to see him just be a badass, Luke go Cage. watch Luke Cage yeah, and Luke watch Cage. him be the villain. Yeah. Oh. So you you had that. So so he he and I would talk and laugh so about good. the fact that his dad was my, my dad was in films and his dad was on Broadway. And mm-hmm. I remember going to San Diego <laughs> to see his dad play James Thunder early, and that was oh, the only man. part I wanted to play in life until I got Bobby with Memphis. Yeah, yeah. James Thunder early was everything. I mean, mm-hmm. I've I've seen any kind of version of Dreamgirls in the world. Uh, and I love it. And then the Music Man is just—it's just a wonderful classic. Everybody music. has a Music Man. It's a—it's it's yeah. it's one really of the well best, written. well-written musicals in the world. And also, it's one of the best musicals besides a guy like Rex Harrison, where your lead does not sing. Yeah. I mean, you have—you literally yeah. have Harold Hill, and he's not a singer at all, and he no. kills it every single time. I mean. Just, uh, it's just, I love that show. And then, faking it until he makes it. Seriously, the basically. The game. <laughs> and, and also, a Little Shop of Horrors, Little Shop of Horrors is just perfect to me, too. I love it's, it. It's also, I like small shows where you have an ensemble cast. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. need, if you, if most Little Shop of Horrors are done with just the most ex, um, expensive or massive thing in the show is Audrey, too. Yep. Yeah. Everything else is just the set and the people. And yep. they tell the story. And most people don't realize that when they when they see the film or when they, they think of these big orchestrations, there's a small band back there. Yep. Mm-hmm. It's like keyboard, guitar, drums, bass, and maybe you have another keyboard. And that's it. And if, you, if you're nice, you go, oh, I want to add a sax just because I want something. Yeah. But it's a small show. And that yeah. if you have the right singers and the right people, that, you can kill that show. Those are my four favorite shows. Everything for me right now. So I, I think before we play our last game, I want to hear a little bit about um, 
I mean, the genie. Yeah. Um, you've been with the genie for a long time. Yes. I guess I have multiple questions. I'll let you answer them, however. Sure. Um, first of all, how do you even begin to prepare for a role like that and making your own when it's so distinctly in our beings as being a one other individual? Um, how do you personally keep it fresh every single night? You know, it allows you to do that, but how do you kind of do it in yourself? And um, how is the audience of you've been for with it for the whole time? Yes. How has the audience evolved over time? And you know, having been in one show for such a, a long that's a run, good, that's a good, that's a great question. Uh, to answer your first question, how do you approach uh, a role that is uh, made iconic by not just an actor, but about one of the most iconic? American comedians in the world today. Like when you have your Mount Rushmore yeah. comedians, he'll probably be on it. Yeah, <laughs> it's like you know, he's probably going to be oh. there. Um, he's, he's actually all four. He's, of them. he's actually all four. <laughs> of them. He's actually acting like all the other four comedians. Um, <laughs> Robin is one of my heroes mm-hmm. and always has been uh, since the first time I saw Mork and Mindy. Since the first time I saw the. Uh, Really wonderful. The people hate it. I love the movie Popeye. Um, One of my favorite films in the world. Um, I've loved him ever since. And because I'm a big Disney fan and also a big comedian fan, that's why I went to go see Aladdin the first time. I went to see it because I love Disney and I love stand-up comedians. And I was like, you've just put two things that I love together. I have to see this film. And uh, the one thing that saved me with this character was... um, Something Jonathan Freeman told me. Jonathan Freeman is the original Jafar, and he plays Jafar in our show. Yeah. He told me, he said, well, you know, um, most of the genies in, 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 you know, are black. And I said, what do you mean? He said, well, the film that Disney based Aladdin on is called The Thief of Baghdad. And the genie in the film was played by a black guy named, it's not Rex Harrison, it's Rex, I can't think of his last name, so I Google it, uh, The Thief of Baghdad, You'll, you can't miss it, the guy's name is Rex, um, he was also a character in um, Cabin in the Sky. But uh, the, most of the genies are black because the genies are slaves. Mm. So most of the genies around that time were seen as African or something like that. And then um, Howard Ashman's original idea for the genie was Cab Calloway. Alan Menken played me the original uh, wow. demos of it, and he was it was Alan singing like Cab for friend like me. So it was supposed to be Cab type of Fats Waller type of Cotton Club type of guy. Yeah, yeah. So if you wa- go back and watch the movie, all of Genie's music is big band. So everything yeah. else, yeah. everything else is Alan Menken's music, and then you get the Genie's two songs, yeah. and it's big band. It's all this yeah. big band style. When I was told that, that's what made me go, okay, I can go a different direction here. Yeah. I don't have to. And also, my love of Robin, I know, like like in hip-hop, you can't bite off another rapper. You can't steal another guy's comedic style. You have to do your own. So, I went back and started watching uh, Cab videos and Fats Waller videos, and then my own style of comedy, because I used to do a little stand-up when I was younger, and I loved being silly, and I was like, what? All the things I do in the grocery store to bug my wife that she thinks are funny, that other people think are funny, I'm going to bring that to the show and see what happens. And you just have to go with it. And you hope that the audience digs it. And uh, thank God they did. Thank God they really got into it and and saw it. Because also you want to give the audience something different from, they can pay $29.99 for a Blu-ray disc of Aladdin. 
Mm-hmm. You don't want them to pay a hundred some odd dollars to come see the show when they can see this. You know, you don't want them to see the same thing. Yeah, right. You want, you want them to see something that you can go, oh, it is Aladdin, but I'm seeing something different. How do you keep it fresh every night? How do you keep it fresh every night? Uh, two things. Most importantly, and this is going to sound crazy, you'll understand in a minute, ego. Absolute ego. I never want anyone to come and think that the show is stale or anyone thinks that the genie is just phoning it in. You yep. cannot phone this character in. You shouldn't phone any character in. Right. But you can't phone this character in. Right. Because there is an expectation that when the genie comes out, energy is going to hit. Oh, you yeah. watch the film, the first line is, Oh, oh, years will give you such a crick in the neck. It just starts. I know it by so, heart. Same yeah. here. Yeah. So with me, it comes out, Woo! How that for a smoking entrance? It's got to be... Oh, yeah. and he's, he's got so it doesn't matter whether I'm sick or whether I'm tired or whether I'm hurt if I can move and I can sing a note I'm out there and it's got to be on so it's got to be fresh my own ego says I got to be there also the audiences are new every night mm-hmm. and also I know what I would want if I paid a certain amount of money to come and see yeah. the show my wife always asks me she says if you were if you weren't the genie and you came to see the show would you want to play that role? Would you be envious of the guy playing that role mm-hmm. with the way you've created it? And I said, yes. So that's what I keep in mind. I keep in mind that if I came to New York and I'm coming to the New Amsterdam Theater and I want to see Aladdin because it's one of my favorite movies, I want the genie to do what I'm doing on stage. Mm-hmm. And so I want to give the audience, you know, I want them to be able to, even if they don't like the show, I don't ever want them to say, Sammy Davis Jr. said that. He goes, even if you don't like my show, I don't ever want you to look at me and say, I didn't perform for you. Yeah, yeah. So I want to keep it, you know, how do we keep it fresh? Because I know the audience is out there. But the, also, Jeannie is different because Jeannie has one little caveat that other characters don't have. I have a couple places where I can bring things in from today. So the show you saw in 2014 True. isn't the show you'll see now in 2017 because pop has changed. Yeah. So where one time I did, uh, I was saying, I, I did... Um, I was like, I'm free, I'm free, shake it off, shake it off. Now I do something different, you know, and I won't say I want you to see what it is. But, you know, there could be dabbing in the show. I don't know. Um, (laughs) There there could be different places in the show. I I, I don't know. But that's how I I keep it fresh. That's awesome. um, And then the evolution of the audience. The evolution of the audience. What's funny is when we first started, um, we used to get uh, standing ovations at Friend Like Me every night. And I think that's because, yeah, from the time we had our first preview in New York, to about six months after the Tony Award, we got we got standing ovations after Friend Like Me every night. And that was industry people. Because industry people who came and saw the show completely appreciated what was happening. They get it. They were yeah. like, oh my God, these people, not this guy, these people. And I say that because... My cast is amazing. Without my cast, I'm just a brother in a big blue suit jumping around pointing at things. They're the ones that make the magic and make it look great. Yeah. And my, I mean, my, that's a great soundbite. The ensemble is fantastic, and my partner in crime, Adam Jacobs, is a beast on stage. We, we, that, 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 that's how it goes. You know what I mean? So that audience stood up. Now here we are. Now what's happening is we have uh, a lot of uh, visitors. A lot of visitors, a lot of tourists, a lot of out-of-town tourists, a lot of out-of-country tourists. Mm-hmm. Then you have the wonderful people who go to theater in their own little town, and you don't stand. You just sit there and enjoy. But then you go crazy at the end. Yeah. You have a lot of Japanese people who come to the show, and you don't say anything until the end. 
So we're like, wow, they hate us. They don't think we're funny. And then at the end, they're screaming and literally crying. So the, 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 they've changed over time because of the, you know, the group of people that have come to see the show. We went from all industry people going, what is the show? To now to the, all the Disney fans, to now all the tourists who are like, hey, I know that show. I want to see Aladdin. Or yeah. what, one of my favorite ones that actually happened this week. I met, I met a couple, and she was like, you were great, James. He didn't want to come, but he had a great time because I saw him. He was sitting in the third row uh, on house right, and I could see him, and I pointed every joke I had, most of my jokes, to him. Like, I would always find a way to, like, throw something to him, and he yeah. would smile, but I saw, and I joked with him, and I said, I know what kind of man you are. He said, what do you mean? I said, I bet your girl brought you to New York City. You've been here before. You were really hoping to kick it in some sports bar and watch the game. And your girl brought you to a, a Broadway show. And not just a Broadway show. She brought you to Disney's Aladdin. I bet you was mad from the moment you heard. And he just started cracking and laughing. And I was like, and you thought for sure you were going to be bored. There was going to be a bunch of kids here. And you were not going to enjoy yourself. And then the girls came out. And you were like, well, they look good. <laughs> I said, then I started acting stupid. And you were like, oh, my God, he's pretty funny. And then the magic carpet came out. And you still can't figure out how that happened and he literally was like he was bursting with laughter because it's true we have so many ladies that just bring their wonderfully sports loving MMA loving straight husbands to our show without their children yeah. and these men think they're going to have a horrible time and they have a wonderful wonderful yeah, time yeah that's amazing we have the two cool for school teenagers who are like man you know I just wanted to see Hamilton but they brought me to Aladdin and then they all of us are going oh my god it's so beautiful you know our show hits on a, diff a couple different points that people don't think about wow. and I think that's what's happened that the show has evolved to this new audience of people who think they know what they're going to see but they don't so and cool. they still have a great time um, let's play let's play a game cool cool quickly I made up a game called a friend like me <laughs> <laughs> I don't get it I, <laughs> yeah if you're improvisers yeah it's basically good advice bad advice Aha. So you know that I, I think so yes great so basically you're each going to pick a show card from the question box. Okay. And you are going to, in that character, give advice to someone who tweeted us a question. <laughs> great. Um, I will, Sounds great. But one of you will be giving good advice, one will give mediocre advice, and one will give bad advice. Sounds like a plan. Great. Go. So let's go with, Kevin, you can give bad advice. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> I knew that was coming. As? As Jerry Orbach. Yes. James, you want to give middle of the road or good advice? I'll give middle of the road. Okay. <laughs> Celia, I love you. <laughs> Celia Keenan Bolger, I love you, honey, if you hear this. Okay, and Brian gives good advice as. No. Ladies and gentlemen, this is so random. So random. Brian literally picked my card. This is, that was not That was so random. That was not I watched it happen. He literally picked God. my card. That was not. That that was, I did not do that for a minute. That is amazing. I wasn't even looking. Oh literally, I watched him. He was not looking. He picked my face. That is. <laughs> has that ever happened? No. 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 No one's pulled their own card. No one's ever pulled. That's awesome. Wow. Great. Okay. <laughs> so I'm giving good advice. Good, good advice. advice. No, I'm not doing me. it. Yes. Yeah. You're doing mediocre advice to Celia Keenan yes. and, and I'm doing bad advice to Jerry Orbach. Amazing. Okay, so the one person who tweeted me a question, we'll just do hers. Great. Sounds good. Okay, this is from Liz Alps. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. Hi, Liz. She says, I'm allergic to alcohol. 
How can I ever aspire to do a homemade version of Broad Wasted with this ailment? Good advice. Let me tell you a little good advice. Here we go. The only thing I know what you need to do, you got to go see Aladdin at the New Amsterdam Theater. Doesn't matter if you're drunk. Doesn't matter if you're sober. You can enjoy the hell out of it. There's a great number called Friend Like Me. I'm in it. He's, he's, I'm sparkly. You got to go see it. <laughs> That's really sad because I talk that fast. <laughs> <laughs> I have mediocre advice for Liz. Celia Okay. See, the problem is I really feel that maybe if you have a problem with, like, drinking, then, um... Faux beer, root beer, maybe. Um, uh, you know what? I got it. Weed. <laughs> <laughs> and Jerry, can you give us some bad advice? Just take the drink. Shoot yourself with an EpiPen or something. You'll be fine. <laughs> <laughs> so before we before we leave, uh, one last question: When they called your name, yes, what was the first thing that went through your head? At the Tonys, not like, <laughs> not like at the deli the airport, yeah, at the deli, I was like, oh, this sandwich is taking forever. <laughs> no, um, so many things, but I think the first thing that went through my head was, it was like this weird sentence of, oh my God, oh shit, oh my God, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit, basically. Yeah. And then it became, did that really happen? As I'm talking did that really happen? As I'm leaving the stage, did that really happen? I'm looking at my wife, did that really happen? I look down as I'm backstage at Radio City Music Hall, I'm looking down at this thing in, in my hand, and I'm going, did that really happen? And then, like you saw on the Tonys, I literally just started praising God. I, lo- I lost my mind yeah, completely. Yeah. I couldn't help myself because I had always wanted one. Always wanted one. Oh, I mean, always. Since the first time I saw the Tonys, I, I was like... That would be the coolest thing in the world to get a Tony. Never in a million years did I think I would get it for Aladdin. I, I know that sounds conceited. I, I thought maybe it's one of those things where, like I'll do a bunch of shows for years and I'll finally find this one role and then they'll be like, hey, let's get an old man a Tony. You know, <laughs> especially since uh, Disney, I'm only the second person of the 25 years of Disney theatrical group to win a Tony. It is me and Heather Headley oh, of yeah. actors. We're the only ones. They've ever won. Wow. Others have been nominated, but they've never won. So when when the Tony thing happened, I, I looked at my wife, I looked at Casey, I looked at Thomas Schumacher, and I just, I mean, I looked at Chad Beglin, who the writer was out there, and I just kind of went, what happened? Yeah. What, what just happened? And I got back to the party, and I saw my cast, and I was like, guys, we, what? It literally, and, and, and immediately, people sort of coming up to you and they say thank you and you start realizing who these people are and you're like oh my god there's there's Hugh Jackman and there's there's Zachary Levi and there's oh, oh, oh my god is that Bette Midler holy crap what's going on you know what I mean you're, you're, you're just flipping out but not Bette Midler sorry Bernadette Peters you're like yeah. you're just flipping out yeah. like oh my god these are all the people I've looked up to you know nothing like them nothing like two of the guys that I've looked up to my entire life my entire life Chuck Cooper and Brian Stokes Mitchell walking over to me at different times. Like, Brian walks over to me and he's like, James! Ah, oh, man, good to see you. Really want to see you. I was like, do you know who you are? <laughs> <laughs> you know, Chuck Cooper was like, hey, what's up, young blood? I'm like, you're Chuck Cooper! Yeah, that's Oh, my God! It trips me out. So, that night, what was I thinking? It was pretty much an, oh, no. oh my God, what just happened? Yeah, yeah. And then it was nothing but a Praise God, I can't believe 
this happened. And to this day, I am um, so grateful and so thankful and so humbled by the fact that the um, the American Theater Wing and everybody that's a part of it would even think about voting for me to to have one. And it sits on my mantle. I look up, and whenever I get, you know, because we as actors, we always find the we find the we don't find the silver lining. We find the dark cloud of everything. Yeah, I've got this, but what about this? Yeah, you know, whenever yeah. that happens, you find a reason to be unhappy. And whenever that happens, I look up and I go, no, no, can't, can't, be, can't, Just can't. Be. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> can't be mad, can't be mad. Cool. So on that note. Um, that brings us to the end of our episode. Um, but yeah, so as we end every episode with a quote, and today's quote is, a man's got to do what a man's got to do. A man's got to do what he's up to. Right? star. That's right. <laughs> that, on that note, we end every episode also with a... Zoot-do-up! Thanks, everybody. Um, don't forget, we're going to be at Comic-Con. No, we're not. No, we're not. I'll okay. be at Comic-Con. Yeah. Um, you no. will be at Comic-Con. I will be at Comic-Con, but in October. Um, but uh, we are going to be in uh, at BroadwayCon. Come visit us at the booth. We're going to have um, super cool stuff. Um, we'll all be there. We're going to do live recordings. So come on down and join us. Woo. Bye. 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 I forgot about prizes, but I have cookies and a brownie. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theater Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theater professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater Directory to find your next team. Create your profile now and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.